Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. I know I usually have uh, some kind of an elaborate setup for uh, for a terrible joke, but I'm just going to get straight to it. Uh, oh, well, okay. Just, all right, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just change it up. Go ahead. So a duck walks into the CVS and hands the pharmacist a, a tube of chapstick. Pharmacist says, will you be paying in cash or check? Duck says, just put it on my bill. God almighty, that joke is older than you are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. How you doing today, Cam? What's shaking, Megan? Oh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, what, what are you drinking this evening, Cam? Uh, tonight, I am drinking a cold, frosty mug of chocolate milk. By God, Ooh. swig of chocolate milk for the working man. Chocolate but I'm drinking milk. it the absolute best way possible. Frozen mug? Yes, sir. Oh, good man. Love it. What about you? Uh, well, uh, if you recall from a couple of weeks ago, I was I was teasing having some weird beers in the fridge. Right. And so... Uh, I, I I cracked one open, and I have I have waited to take a sip, um, because the 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 scent was was rather frightening. Um, what I have in my hand here is best made sour pickle beer, brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Here, I'll hold this up to the camera. Take a Take a gander there. Oh, okay. That's a that's a legit pickle company. Is it? It's actually a pickle company. Yes, I, if I'm not mistaken, Best Made Pickles are the brand of pickles you find at Aldi. Oh. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh as, as, God. As soon as you it's held that up, like, I. <laughs> not even like Publix pickles. It's Aldi pickles. Hey, hey! Don't you talk shit about Aldi. <laughs> I'm terrified to try this, but um. You know, just just because we love you guys. Here here goes nothing. Oh, oh my. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, that I'm is. Gonna read, uh, I'm gonna read your reaction. You know, it's not quite as bad as I thought it would be. Um, okay. It it just. It takes a minute to process because, I mean, it has the consistency and the carbonation of beer, but um, it is, uh, it's salty. It's very salty. Um, She's and And, and, and sour. Salt, salty and sour. We're going to, okay, we're going for a second one here. All right. Oh boy, that is, uh, that's something. That is something. (laughs) Are, are are you a are you a big pickle guy to begin with? Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh no! Just roll it, Alex. The flavor lingers in the back of your throat. Goodness gracious! <laughs> um, 
I do generally speaking like pickles. Um, yeah. I don't typically go for the super sour sour pickles. Um, yeah, nor, nor do I. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like uh, kosher dills, I'm perfectly okay with that. Cornichons, big fan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bread and butter pickles, good times. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, I tried a beer a couple of weeks ago that, I seriously, I picked up in the hopes of having it for the show because I thought, oh, yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one. And so I, I cracked one open the night before we were going to record. I took two sips of it. And, Alex, I don't know if I've ever done this, but I legit poured a beer down the sink. What was it? I'm not going to say who it was from because it is actually a brewery that I do enjoy and have had on the show before, but it is – it was their seasonal pumpkin beer, which I thought was going to be great. I thought, really? you know, yeah, I thought, I, you like, know this... I'm not even a huge fan of pumpkin stuff in general. Like, I'll, I'll have a pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always go for pumpkin stuff. But but pumpkin beer is, is actually typically pretty decent. So it was a spiced pumpkin beer. Oh, see, anytime and they so, start spicing it, it, it just yeah. it can get out of hand. Yeah, I I took one sip and like nutmeg punched me in the back of the throat and I was like, all right, this isn't great. <laughs> this is not. I handed it to my wife. She took a sip and said, "Is that out of date or something? What is wrong with that?" <laughs> not it's like, not like a good they time. They do that with Christmas beers a lot too. Like yeah, just just way way overdone with the spice. Like just just give me a beer with like you know a hint of something seasonal. That's all we right. need. Well, hey, speaking of overdone, hey, uh, what's our sponsor this week? Hey, our sponsor, <laughs> Spotify Green Room. <laughs> Not for long, it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Cam. Uh, Chatting Average Podcast is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a free, live, audio-only sports talk platform. Uh, you can find uh, in the iOS or Google Play stores. Uh, and basically, uh, you, the host of your favorite podcast will get on there and host shows live that you can join and participate in. Uh, it's a really good time. Cam and I, to uh, to celebrate the Braves win uh, on Saturday, we we did a little celebratory green room session there after the, after the game. Uh, so yeah. that was a good time. But yeah, check out Spotify Green Room. Um, Maybe we'll mute Cam next time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Say, Alex. We might as well well just go ahead and broach the subject. Address the. Yeah, 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 we we do. We do, because we have to build content here. Um, Might as well, you know, approach the elephant in the room. Looks like you're going to have more time on your hands now. Uh, a, a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that uh, um, now you don't have Twitter and all. <sighs> Man, what did you do? I honestly, I, I in a hundred percent honesty, I did nothing. Like I, I, I made it. Like occasionally, I would, I would put some some spicy takes on the timeline. Um, as as one does. Right, but. But nothing crazy. Like I didn't even cuss a lot on the on that account. Like, and I intentionally kept it fairly wholesome, so that stuff like what happened this weekend wouldn't ever happen. Right. 
And yet here we are. So Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's turf build a rapid grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down. Okay. Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Uh, Friday, uh, I, I, I had the day off of work. And that was the day when we had uh, all four of the of the postseason games going on. And I was ready to to watch all of those games and and live tweet them all. And uh, and it was going to be a good old time. Right, and right. and about an hour before the first pitch of the first game, I, I'm just I'm just there scrolling my timeline, scrolling right along. And all of a sudden. This white screen pops up uh, and says. Your account is locked. You need to verify your email address. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, so I, I I clicked the button to verify my email address, and this red text pops up saying email address is invalid. Oh. Um, and then I I selected a different option that would allow me to enter a different email address, and it said this email address is in use. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get it to send a verification email to me. Um, so I, I did what a lot of people in that situation do. Uh, I just went and created a burner account. Yeah, and, yeah. And, that, and that was cool for a minute. Um, I, I, I somehow managed to get like 400 followers in about, in about 20 minutes. Um, so, so that was great. And I appreciate any of y'all who, uh, who, who found me there and followed me there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like I could still scroll that account's timeline, but I couldn't like tweets, I couldn't retweet, I couldn't post tweets, I couldn't follow anybody, like I couldn't do anything but read. And so I emailed support, and they were like, we can't verify your email, you just need to start a new account. Swear to God, that's what the email said. Uh, <laughs> and so... So I did. I actually started a third account and only had that one up for for about, I don't know, a half an hour before the exact same thing happened to it. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I guess uh, I guess we need to redo the intro to this show where it introduces us as uh, as Riley's Rakes and the Big Chop Man, because I think Riley's Rakes is dead. Man. Yeah, it's it's it weird. Uh, it, I still have a couple of open tickets of for era. Twitter support, but I'm not I'm not terribly optimistic. So, what so, are you gonna do? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, that was uh, it, in in all honesty, to kind of break down the fourth wall a little bit here, it was really nice to have an account with almost nine thousand followers. Uh, when it was time for us to try to sell a couple of T-shirts and you know make a few bucks out there. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's not gonna happen anymore, apparently. Um, but for any of you who still listen to the show, definitely appreciate it. Um, and as I'm sure you know by now, you can go to teespring.com/store/chattingaveragepodcast and pick you up a shirt. We'd appreciate it. 
Yeah. Or you could also sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash chatting average podcast. Um, I'm sorry. I have to interject here. So um, to my left, I have the TV with the uh, with the Astros White Sox game on. Yes. Yes. And um, it, the, the camera showed an old man who was taunting the batter with his cane from the stands as the pitch was about to be thrown. Uh, and that completely took 100% of my attention away from this podcast. Man, Jeff Donahue getting rowdy at the White Sox game, huh? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> From the top rope! <laughs> no, no, no. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Jeff for, for stepping in last week and uh, hosting with me. That, that's always a blast. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you very sure. much, Jeff. You did a, uh, a fantastic job. That, uh, that episode uh, had me howling, that's for sure. <laughs> um. Oh, okay, so my feet is behind yours, and I'm seeing what he's doing now. <laughs> oh, okay. I just got to him. All right, that's, that's perfect. Stuff, man. I know I didn't do the, I didn't uh, give it, do it justice with my description there, but uh, but that was he pretty was, good. He was, like, casting a spell on Alvarez. He really was. He's, like, <laughs> slowly, like, spinning his cane in the direction of home plate. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, and this this guy is like every bit of like seventy five at least. Oh yeah, fantastic, fantastic stuff. So hey, here's an idea. So now that you don't have Twitter, we could like totally start up. We, we could t- just take it old school and totally start up like a mail letter program or something. A a what? Like a newsletter program, but like physical. Okay, um, describe to me in more detail what you're talking about, because I'm not getting it. Okay, so for like $5 a month, you could write out bad tweets, put them in the mailbox, and mail them to (laughs) me. I think I saw Donna talking about that the other day. (laughs) Oh, no. I had a similar idea to Donna? Yes. Yes, you did. So uh, so take that for what it is. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> That's unfortunate. Never mind. Cancel it. Cancel the show. We're done. Yeah, canceling it. But hey, you know what? DM the show your name and address, and I'll write a terrible tweet and mail it to you. That seems <laughs> like it might be fun. I'll do that. I don't care. I got some time to kill. Yeah, you should probably go ahead and throw that up on the uh, on the on the show account. I like that. Yeah. So if you do want to interact with Alex, uh, hopefully the show <laughs> account doesn't get taken down. Hit us up at Average Chatting on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually very afraid that um, that my presence is going to get the show account taken down too at this point. Um, yeah, that would be that would be awful concerning. And then I'm afraid Twitter would be like, okay, what other devices is this Chatting Average account on? Oh, it's on the same device that this Big Chop Man account is on. Goodbye. Oh. Oh yeah, we're all going down. It's let it burn, Cam. Let it burn. <laughs> Taking you all down with me. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> nothing stops this train. <laughs> Lord, I hope not. Uh, uh, well, anyway, let's let's not waste any more time. Uh, we've we've had almost a full week of uh, uh of postseason baseball to talk about. So uh, 
without further ado, let's get right into it. All right. Well, this past Tuesday, Major League Baseball kicked its postseason off in style with a matchup you could only dream of with the New York Yankees at Fenway facing the Boston Red Sox in a one game winner take all wild card game. The, uh, the, the, the Red Sox came out and started hot. Xander Bogarts homered to center in the first, scoring Raphael Devers, took a two-to-nothing lead. Wait, the- wait, 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 wait. R- Raphael who? Devers? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Don't you dare stop recording, you son of a bitch. Damn it, Cam. <laughs> it's Raphael Devers. Divers? Devers. Holy Divers. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't wait to turn TV land on and watch my favorite sitcom, Leave It to Devers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've never hated a human being as much as you right now. Oh, my God. You are the worst. Oh, God. I swear to God you mess up as many pronunciations as I do. I just don't call you out on it. That's fair. That's totally fair. I got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> good, good. I hope you choke on it, Cam. Oh, man. That'd be wild if I, like, died on air, right? That, that would be pretty crazy. I bet listenership would go through the roof, though. Ratings would go sky high. Oh, man. That'd be our most listened to episode. Like, if we could, if we promised that Cam Matthews died on air. <laughs> oh, my God. Be epic. All right. I, I died on Twitter. Cam died on average on chatting average. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> anyway. So Kyle. I'm not going Sch- to say it. Go ahead. Kyle Schwarber hits a home run in the third to make it a three to nothing game. Did I pronounce his name correctly, Cam? Sure. Thanks. Actually, it's old German pronunciation. Schwarber. No, yes, you got it right. Schwaba. Schwaba. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, and then, uh, so Yankees down three to nothing, take it all the way to the sixth inning before Anthony Rizzo answers back with a solo home run to right field, making it a three to one ball game. I, I should mention that, uh, that it, it really felt like it should have been a much closer game because between the first and the sixth inning, Giancarlo Stanton hit two monster bombs that hit the very top of the green monster and bounced back into play. Um, He ended up hitting a home run later in the game in the ninth inning, uh, but that was basically a garbage time run at that point. But he was... was I'm not not convinced that first one didn't put a dent in the wall. He he was like 10 total feet of height away from having a three home run night at Fenway. It Uh, it was crazy. The, the circumstances there. Ultimately, the Red Sox win six to two in in what was really a a, a one sided ball game. I, I never felt like the Yankees were in that one. No, the atmosphere of Fenway certainly took them out of it, and yeah, it never, it just never seemed that the Yankees were were there. Um, so quick elimination for the Yankees in the wild card game. Yeah, and just like that, the Yankees' season is over. And someone the next night's going to suffer the exact same fate. We had the St. Louis Cardinals and their postseason devil magic 
visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium in the same one card wild in the the that 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 the same one game wild card. Uh, game was started by Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer, and uh, the the Cardinals got on Max Scherzer early, made it rough on him in the first, uh, but only managed to get one run out of it. Uh, got all the way to the fourth before Justin Turner homered to left to tie it up at one. And that's pretty much where it stayed until the very end of the game when Chris Taylor hit a 420-foot walk-off two-run homer to left field to propel the Los Angeles Dodgers into the National League Division Series against the San Francisco Giants. Um, quite, quite a game here. Really a, a fantastic start from both Scherzer and Wainwright. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, of course, it ends in possibly the most dramatic way it could. But, yeah, it was it was a nail-biting sort of game through, you know, through the first eight and a half innings. Fun stuff. Really was. So, uh, so Thursday brought us the start of the American League Division Series. Uh, featuring game ones between the White Sox and Astros and the Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, unfortunately, while it was still fun to watch, neither of these games were particularly close. Uh, no. Astros Astros beat the White Sox six to one. Rays beat the Red Sox five to nothing. So we go into Friday, which is our first four postseason game day of the year. Which is just it, just just a fantastic thing. You have baseball, a, a, a real dandy. You have baseball from two o'clock in the afternoon till midnight. It's awesome. So uh, so the first game of the day was the uh, the the White Sox visiting the Astros for Game Two of their series. Uh, another another game that wasn't terribly competitive. Uh, Astros were all over them, one nine to four. Uh, Red Sox demolish the Tampa Bay Rays 14 to six and the Giants beat the Dodgers four to nothing to hold on to their home field advantage. We will talk about the Braves games in a little bit later segment. Um, but uh, as of Friday, uh, Astros lead the White Sox two games to none. Uh, the Red Sox and Rays are tied one to one and the Giants have a one nothing lead on the Dodgers. Going into Saturday, we have the uh, we have the two NLDS games since uh, the ALDS has the day off, uh, and Dodgers really took out their revenge on the Giants for that game one loss. They won nine to two to tie the series up at one. Yeah, this was a fun one. Um, I watched maybe the first four innings, and then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go lay in bed. I'm gonna put my headphones in and listen to the radio broadcast and experience baseball the way it's meant to be experienced. And then I woke up, and it was in the post-game show, and I missed the majority of the game. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good game. Sure. Well, oh, oh, uh, I, I almost forgot, going back to an earlier game, uh, talking about that, uh, that Red Sox-Yankees wild card game. Speaking of radio calls, Cam, did you, did you hear the radio call from Stanton's first almost home run that bounced off the monster. It is high! It is high! It is gone! A Stantonian home run! It... Wait, did I do something wrong? <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole thing. He goes, wait, what did, what did, what did I see wrong? 
did, did I do something wrong? He's he's standing in first base. Oh man. Oh god. Poor John Sterling. <laughs> oh, that was that was a tough one, man. Ah, oh, as uh, and he just see that someone when when I said that that was probably the most unfortunate radio call I've ever heard. Someone linked me uh, a, an old Chip Carey clip from when he was calling Cubs games. And, and 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 there's I was trying to point it out to him, but because some people just hate Chip Carey, no matter what, uh, he wasn't having it. But OK, so Chip Carey screws up every literally every radio broadcaster calling baseball screws up at some point in time. The oh, big, absolutely. The big difference that I pointed out was was that he clearly recognized where he had messed up. This is Chip. He he yeah. he recognized where he messed up. Didn't make light of it, but danced on by it and smoothly corrected himself later in the call. Right. Um that's a, that's a a very big difference from what 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 did I see wrong? Why is what he standing is in first base? <laughs> it's it's just it it's not even in the chip isn't even in the same stratosphere as that guy in terms of a bad radio call. Oh, I've I've miscalled a, a home run before. Calling, I, I'm sure but, it's easier but, than a lot of people want to believe. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, because depending on where you're sitting, you know, the the depth of a hit can be kind of hard to read looking at it. Plus. Some of the fields that I call at don't exactly have the greatest lighting. And so they do get lost in the shadows out on the warning track. And it's sure, not until and, you know, and it's not it, like it wraps off the wall that you're you're like, no, it is. It's still in play, you know. And and these radio announcers also don't have the luxury of watching the game on a 65 inch 4K TV no. with camera angles that zoom in on the ball as it's in the air. No, no, and you know, and sure they ha they have a little monitor in front of them, but I'd be willing to bet most radio guys still prefer to just look dead ahead. You know, they yeah, might and, use and the just monitor. refer to the monitor if there is something you know where it's in a group of people and you can't really make out what's going on, or or uh, having to check a replay or something like that. Right, right, like that. That's why you know I, I know it's hard to defend Chip because yes, he does make mistakes. Um, and he does say things that are kind of odd sometimes. But, you know, last year and, and even this year, um, people were giving him grief about, you know, misplaying calls, especially when the team was on the road. Well, you know, bearing in mind that Chip is sitting in the booth at Truist calling these games, looking at a monitor, which is a whole lot different. Like, you know, everybody says, oh, well, he, he's seeing, you know, he's seeing the game. Well, that's a lot different than being able to look up and look out and when, like, a foul ball is hit, automatically seeing that, oh, the first baseman's already heading over this way. Or, you know, being able to read the field, seeing the entire picture in front of you rather than what the television screen is showing you. There's a huge difference in that. Huge. Absolutely there is. Yeah. All right. So that takes us into Sunday. Sunday started off with, uh, with, with a very interesting game three between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox. Um, Cam, you're, you're a lot more eloquent than I am when it comes to uh, describing baseball plays. 
so so talk to me about what happened there in the what was it the twelfth <coughs> inning, maybe thirteen. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so runner on first for Tampa. Two outs. Kevin Kiermaier hits a deep ball toward right center field toward the uh, toward the bullpen area. At first glance, because of the way the way the TV crew shot it originally, I thought it had like rolled over the like it had landed on top of the wall or something like that, just because of the initial look that it gave. But what actually happened was the ball hit bounced off the the short wall there at the bullpen, hit the warning track, bounced back into play toward right center field, hit the chest area of the Red Sox uh, right fielder bounced over the wall and into the bullpen, okay? Mass confusion. In all of this, the Rays runner advanced from first to home and scored what appeared to be the go-ahead run. Of course, a timeout is taken to look at it on replay. They call into New York, and it is ruled a ground rule double, thereby putting the lead runner at third and Kevin Kiermeyer at second. And so, of course, there's a lot of a lot of confusion about this. The rule book clearly clearly states, as it turns out, and I didn't know this either. Um, and and you and I were texting. We both agreed that the ground rule double did seem to be the right call for Kiermaier. The ruling is that in a situation where a ball ricochets off of a player and goes out of play in such a manner. It is a ground rule double by default. I, I actually, I have the rule up in front of me, so I'll, I'll read it verbatim here. Okay, okay. Any bounding fair ball is deflected by the fielder into the stands or over or under a fence on fair or foul territory, in which case the batter and all runners shall be entitled to advance two bases. Right. And and there it actually goes into further detail. I don't have this in front of me at the moment, but I saw this, um, I think, on uh, on Jeff Passan's tweet. Um, it it actually goes into breaking down the circumstances of the ball ricocheting off of the player and does actually have uh, a, a section where it talks about whether. Uh, the ball was caught cleanly and then something happened or it was uh, it was it was kicked out of play on purpose or if it was just uh, an unlucky ricochet uh, or right. something like that. So if it if it was something that was not done by intent of the fielder, then it is two bases from where the runner starts. If it's something that's done with the intent of the fielder, then it's two bases from where the runner is when that happens. Right. So so that's why, despite the fact that the runner was halfway in between second and third when all this happened, uh, they still ended up putting the runner on third base. Which which I don't like. No, but... no, no. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody necessarily likes it. You know, I, I even had Goldberg, who is a big Red Sox fan, but, you know, calls into the show every now and then. He even texted me and said, "I hate that." <laughs> like it's, it's a it's it's very strange, but it's it, it at the same time, it's it's kind of cool that there's actually 
a written rule for any number of circumstances of that weird of a scenario, right? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, how often do we ever see something like that happen? And yet there's like a five-section-long rule for that. Right, right. So, yeah, it... Yeah, I mean, at least there at least there was a rule to back up the decision, but it was the right call. The, Ultimately, the, the call was made correctly by the rule book. The rule still just kind of sucks. But yeah, the rule kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, but that's a, it is the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I should like, be allowed. I think I should be allowed to drive 120 miles an hour on the highway. I, I think speed limits suck, but it's the rule, so I don't. Eh. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, yeah, Red Sox jump out two to one in a near six hour game. Goodness gracious. A a 13 inning marathon in the postseason. Um, And the game that's going on as we're recording, like we mentioned, is the Astros and White Sox game three. Uh, And this actually does oddly have some implications for the Atlanta Braves. So uh, as we speak. It is in the top of the fifth inning with the White Sox leading the Astros nine runs to six. If the White Sox hold on and win this game, then game three between the Braves and the Brewers here in Atlanta will take place at 4.07 p.m. on Monday. If the Astros win and complete the sweep of the White Sox, then the Braves-Brewers game on Monday will be held at 1.07 p.m. Gross. Yeah, either way, I'm going to be at work. <laughs> yeah, me too. I guess I actually hope that the, the Astros come back and win because I think I'm more likely to be able to pay attention to a 1 o'clock game than a 4 o'clock game. Yeah, I'll, I'll have it on either way at work. <laughs> Dual monitors for the win, my friend. Oh, God, we, uh, <laughs> we, we're actually getting replies to, uh, to, to people wanting me to, to mail them terrible tweets <laughs> hey <laughs> i kind of love it though absolutely oh lord uh well anyway um we are gonna we are gonna talk about the uh the braves brewers series real quick but before we do cam isn't there something we need to remind the people about oh yeah <clears throat> That same thing we just reminded them about, I don't know, about 15 minutes ago. Spotify Green Room. Woo! Boy, oh boy. We haven't gotten banned from there yet, but it surely is coming. Spotify (laughs) Green Room, the only platform downloaded on iOS and Android devices, just might be the only way for you to communicate with Alex moving forward. (laughs) I hate you so much. But it's a great thing. Download it today. Spotify Green Room. All right, we'll be right back to talk about the last couple of games for the Braves and see what lies ahead. All right, so this past Friday at 4.37 p.m. marked the beginning of the Braves' 2021 postseason run with a game at the Brewers. We had a hell of a pitching matchup with Corbin Burns going for the Brewers and Charlie Morton going for the Atlanta Braves. And goodness gracious, did those two deliver. It was... was, a gem from both of them. Uh, not a single run was scored until the bottom in the, of the seventh in this game. Um, Burns got in a little trouble early, walked the leadoff hitter in the first inning, um, and, and and ended up getting a runner to third. 
but uh, managed to get out of it. Uh, it did look like a positive for the Braves, though, because Burns ended up throwing 30 pitches in that first inning. Uh, unfortunately for the Braves, he he settled in nicely uh, and ended up going six innings, allowing only those two hits, walking three but striking out six while not allowing any earned runs. So uh, kind of the outing we expected to get from Corbin Burns. Uh, and and uh, despite the seventh inning not going well for him, Charlie Morton threw a fantastic game. Went six innings, uh, allowed three hits, two earned runs, only walked one but struck out nine. Unfortunately, uh, the the big hit did come off of a ball thrown by Charlie Morton. It was a Rowdy Telez two-run homer in the seventh inning, which proved to be enough to win the game for the Brewers. Uh, Braves did answer back in the eighth after giving up those two runs with a Jock Peterson pinch hit home run to kick off Jocktober, but it wasn't enough as the Braves fall in game one. A missed opportunity and one bad pitch. So I I was, you know, I wasn't upset after the game so much because we lost the game. Um, I was pretty upset at the way the top of the ninth inning went for the Braves. So, so you're facing Josh Hader and obviously, you know, opportunities to, to score runs against him are, are few and far between. Uh, but you have, you have Freddie Freeman come in and get on base. You had, um, you had Austin Riley get on base behind him. So you had two runners on uh, Duvall, goes down, uh, and then you had Eddie Rosario's spot in the order with two on and two out, down one in the ninth inning of game one. So what, what happened was Brian Snicker pulled Eddie Rosario and pinch hit, pinch hit with Orlando Arcia, who by by pretty much any number you can look up, is the the worst bat on the Braves postseason roster. Right. I I I was very frustrated by that. I I I don't understand it. Um I I, I there were some people speculating online that that because he's a former brewer, maybe Snit thought that he could come in and and you know be be fired up by the fact that he's facing his old team and get a hit because of that. Um, I, I mean, that logic doesn't really hold up to me. Uh, I just, I don't understand using Arcia in, in that situation. Um, if, if, if nothing else, why not leave Rosario in? Rosario has been a, a remarkably better hitter than, than Orlando Arcia. Right. Make, make it, make it make sense, Cam. Um, I wasn't watching, so I don't know if I can. Um, ah, damn it! <laughs> that was I was, uh, I, I was I was kind of kind of calling a football game. I, I get it, that, but that that was it was tough to watch and, and just a really tough way to go down. Um, I mean you you want to see you you want to see the best players on your team in those opportunities and. Uh, and 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 we gave the worst player on our team that opportunity, and uh, shockingly, it didn't work out. But yeah, anyway, it certainly it certainly felt like a game that you know you come away from saying, 
we had a shot to win that one, and we may have just given it away, you know, in, in a few different fashions. Yep, but it's the postseason. If you lose a game, you, you have to shake it off and come back and win the next day. So we had uh, we had another very good pitching matchup the next day on Saturday in Milwaukee with Max Freed taking the hill for the Braves and Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the for the Brewers. Um, first couple of innings, no score. Max Freed looked great. Woodruff looked great. Luckily, we were able to tack on some early runs. Uh, Freddie Freeman scored Jorge Soler in the third inning to, to give the Braves the first run of the game. And shortly thereafter, Ozzy Albies doubled to deep right, scoring Freeman. So the Braves took a two to nothing lead. Score stayed the same all the way until the sixth inning when Austin Riley comes up. And homers to right center. That's right. Goes opposite field. Mercy. 428 feet opposite field, I might add, to make it a three to nothing ball game. A score that would hold up until the end. Braves win three to nothing. The series is tied one to one. Braves get to come back to Atlanta on Monday, having stolen home field advantage from the Milwaukee Brewers. Got got to feel good about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I said it on the show last week is that, you know, I think at the very least you hope that you go into Milwaukee and you take one out of the first two to bring it back to Atlanta. And they did just that, which is great. Absolutely. So you're you're we get to come home. We've got uh, let's see right now. The White Sox are up uh, nine to six. So it, uh, it it appears as though the Braves game but, but, will. But what are what are what are the Astros losing? Right. Oh, right. sorry. The the Astros are losing six to nine. Nice. Nice. All right. Anyway, uh, but that means that the Braves game on Monday will occur at 1:07 p.m. If this score holds up, uh, we will have uh, we will have Ian Anderson on the mound for the Atlanta Braves taking on. Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Uh, Freddie Peralta coming into this with a 10 and five record on the season, a 281 ERA and 195 strikeouts. That is a that's a pretty darn good season. This is going to be no walk in the park for the Braves, but hopefully we can get a big crowd out there, even though it's going to be midday on a Monday uh, to to cheer these guys on and and push them to victory. Really, really need to get a win here. Because uh, I'm going to the game on Tuesday, and I do not want to see a game that could potentially end the Braves postseason. I would much rather have the chance of seeing another clincher. Uh, The question is, and Cam, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. When we do get to game four against the Brewers. Yes. um, There there have been no announced starters for that game. Um, you know, typically in a division series, you run with a three-man rotation uh, and pitch people on on a day re- a, a day short of rest. Um, but Charlie Morton's getting up there in age. He's believe it or not, he's older than I am. So I, good lord. <laughs> um, who do you pitch on Tuesday if you're Brian Snicker, Cam? I think well, I think the consensus that you and I came up with is that you you do go with Morton, 
but you have a very quick hook and have and hope well hopefully have a Noah in the background ready to go if need be. But you know that could be further complicated by tomorrow because surely Enoa is going to be ready to go tomorrow in case Ian doesn't work out. Yeah, I think I, I I think I agree. You go you go Charlie to start the game, get you at least the first time through the order, maybe twice through the order. Um, I would not let him go more than five full innings personally, but I think you piggyback him with Enoa. And and you 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 get them used to that uh, that curveball fastball mix from uh, from Morton, and then you bring Enoa in to throw those high nineties fastballs and that wicked slider to give them a different look the third time through the order. When normally with a pitcher on regular rest, they would be expecting to you know get used to that pitch mix and, and start hitting that third time through. If Noah's not available, we always have Drew Smiley. We do have Drew Smiley. We we have Drew Smiley. And I, and I mean that in all sincerity. We, we have somebody that can go out for a couple of innings at the very least. If Drew Smiley is pitching in a game that's that's any closer than five runs, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Or horribly, horribly right. And or we are horribly right. Either way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, if we're if we're up five to nothing in the sixth or seventh inning, sure, bring bring Drew in for an inning just to to get him a little bit of work. Um, I don't want to see Drew Smiley in a close game. I have seen I have seen too many balls come out of his hand and wind up on the wrong side of the fence. I right. I, I don't want that. I do not want a scenario to, where I have to watch Drew Smiley pitching to to Daniel Vogelbach. Or uh, or Rowdy Telez. Uh please God no. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that can end up being bad. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. Let's all get excited about tomorrow. Tomorrow is game three. Ian Anderson's on the mound. Braves have a chance to get one game closer to the National League Championship Series. And we'll be right back here next week to talk to you guys about what happened and hopefully preview the next series for the Atlanta Braves. So we'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye! With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.